Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Just Gal in the City. This one coming out March 21, already, 2023. The last two episodes of the March Just Gal in the City edition. Nice to see everybody today, and uh, boy, we've got a special show for you today, as I haven't had live guests in, what, three years, I think? Live guests. I'm not talking about a Zoom guest, and quite frankly, I think I only had one Zoom guest, and that was my 400th episode. Uh, so, but I happened to be in New Jersey, so I asked my sister and my niece, the good one, not the one who's been banned for life, um, Dory, to join us today on the podcast, and uh, they are here. So here's, Hello. that's my sister, Beth, Hi. and that's Dory, who is always, you know, I mean, really should be a co-host of this podcast, because she is an absolute delight. I mean... This is a kid who's, uh, you know, not a lot of laughs all the time. And then when she's on the podcast, she's hilarious. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm always hilarious. Yeah. She is. She should be doing stand-up. I would say she's the funniest orthodontist I know, but she's not. Unfortunately, yeah. Dave Elliott is very funny. <laughs> very funny. Well, is she the funniest dentist, you know? No. No, come on. It's, it's mostly the hygienist I go for. Uh, you know, my appointment was canceled because they're like, oh, well, um, she's not in, but... Um, you know, we have a person, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm canceling until... Uh... Because of the hygienist? Yeah. <laughs> well, They actually, you asked for her? I don't go if she's not there. She's First of all, she's really hot, and I ask her out all the time. I think she would go out. I think I've asked too much, but I, I can't tell. Does she wear scrubs? Yeah. I mean, she's, she's not said she wouldn't go out. She's like, you know, Mondays are good for me, and then it seems like something always comes up she does travel a lot uh but anyway. as a hygienist she travels a lot yeah a lot yeah that's why she wasn't around last time when i had the appointment like she's traveling she went to switzerland she showed me some pictures it looks amazing there outside her window is like heidi shit it was amazing she showed me the pictures that's cool yeah it was cool and i'd like to go there sometime because it looked really cool yesterday i told her i said listen the reason i had to cancel is because and wait for you is because, yes, um, I mean, I like talking to you. Um, you are very pretty. And you're a really good hygienist. I mean, she's really good. You told her she was pretty, and that's why you wanted to go? She knows. She knows how I feel about her. She's a really good hygienist. Like, there's no pain. You know us. We had horrible Dr. Eskow, who, again, if you had a cavity at any point in our childhood, we never would have gone there again. But I didn't. Yeah, so that's why I had to suffer because <laughs> I had multiple cavities. And this is a guy, as we've talked about before, that used to use no Novocaine. Hello, everybody. No Novocaine. Now, Beth doesn't know what that feels like. I don't know if Dory does. I don't know why you would. Anybody in this generation would not be using yeah. no Novocaine. No, that's pretty messed up. Can you imagine, Dory, now you are a dentist and going to be an orthodontist, not using Novocaine to fill a cavity? No, that's cra- That's that's messed up. Would you call it insane? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know that... I'd call it old school. Well, no, you're an they, idiot. But it then. existed. <laughs> yeah, it that's what I'm saying. Back then. It's, not, it's like, not like it's new. Right. It's not like we got dental care in the 30s, Beth. It's yeah. just the 70s. But that's when he was practicing. It was like well, the then, 30s. <laughs> then you're a shitty dentist that you didn't get your practice and realize that Novocaine exists. That is true. And then to threaten a young lad like myself <laughs> and say, you want me to give you the needle, David? I'll give you the needle. I'll give you the needle, but you're not going to like the needle. And then he makes you afraid of the needle, of the Novocaine needle. Right. And then, and then him and his wife and the hygienist hold you down 
while you're like, oh my God, there's so much pain. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, again, the... Didn't he slap you like a couple times, like in the face, just, you know, to numb it? <laughs> Everybody used to slap <laughs> me in the face. I can't keep count of that. It's amazing that I, you know, don't have a, a, a broken jaw. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got punched, slapped. I got kicked in the balls a couple weeks ago. That was a big... By uh, your dentist? No, by a girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice one, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a matter of time if we do go out. No, this girl kicked me in the balls, then she punched me in the face, and then she bit me. I mean, I don't doubt that you deserved it. I didn't deserve it in this particular case, mm. but I see your point. Seems hard to believe, but okay. I know. Well, this girl's a little nutty. And then she started to cry. Wait, you were hanging out with a <laughs> nutty girl? Yes. I'm confused. I know. It's amazing that I'm not married yet. And um, yeah, she. so then she started to cry. I told you this already, Beth, right? Yes. Yeah. And then she was like, I can't help it that I'm this beautiful. I can't. What can I do? It was hilarious. All right, then. You know, some people um, are born pretty. And, you know, your mother and I have always wanted to be born pretty. And uh, some people are born pretty and uh, they hate it. I don't think that would happen to me or, or you, right? No, I think we would appreciate it completely. The next time we're around, we're going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't help when your mother just goes, well, we're not the best looking family. <laughs> Or as she said to Beth, of course. She did. Women like us need a lot of makeup. <laughs> Which was odd that she also said so that to mean. me and another time. Women like us need to me. When she told Liza it was a good thing she wasn't too pretty. Yeah, she I did. never heard that one. That's a classic. I, my favorite, of course, is when she just comes up to Dory, of course, every holiday. Oh, my God, Dory, you are so pretty. And then she just goes... Liza. <laughs> and Liza spent like hours doing her hair and makeup and I come down on like a sweatshirt. <laughs> and and the best is, of course, that you've got your family into shape here where they get it. And that is because that otherwise it would be devastating. And Liza's expression after she just goes, Liza uh, is. Well, Liza eggs she, are on now. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, funny. she really likes to see what Grammy's going to come up with. It's awesome. It's awesome. What was you. the last one we were? What holiday where we're here and we're all eating? And Liza's like, wow, that's a lot of food. Like waiting, just <laughs> waiting for Grammy to when, say when something. I, when I got the plate of food, she does it to me, right? Geez, Uncle David, that's quite a bit of food, right? Oh, so that happened. So last Saturday, well, we'll get to all the stuff I got to tell you guys. I don't want anything to suffer because we have guests today, people like when I do my own show, but I love having you guys here and um, I stayed over and I'll tell you all that in a second, but I will, since what we were talking about, oh my God, I went to Rhoda's Saturday, as you know, to work from there. I get there at eight in the morning. Uh, I had to call in the day before. I'm like, I'm coming in early. And I pressed the button. This guy's like, and I'm like, yeah, can you open the door? And whatever. So. I go in and I always stop at Dunkin' Donuts and I get us some donuts. And the Dunkin' Donuts, by the way, I do have photos this week. I didn't have a bonus show last week, but I got one this week. I took a photo of the Dunkin' Donuts I stop at now on the way to Rhoda's and like Freehold or something. It's new and it's right on the way, but it's a smaller selection. But I could go to the bigger one, but it's on the other side of the highway. But it's exciting when you're in New Jersey. They have a much bigger donut selection. I mean, it is exciting. If you go to Dunkin' Donuts every weekend, like I do, seeing... A whole nother brand of donuts is great. And they have, I sometimes will once in a while get the vanilla cream. Those uh, are good. They're great. But I can't get them all the time because it's just, the cream is, is insane. So they have chocolate cream. 
at these Dunkin' Donuts in New Jersey, but they don't have that where I live. That's odd. It's very odd. They just they got a really shitty selection, and people that work there are weird too. So, I I like the people in my particular Dunkin' Donuts, but I've been to multiple Dunkin' Donuts where the people just suck, and I don't know. I whatever. I went and I, and so I got the chocolate cream donut, and it was overflowing with the chocolate cream because most of their stuff, their jelly and stuff like it's just not filled. Right, and it's you only just like a you, tiny bit. You get a tiny. You get the stuff you see. When you pick up the donut, oh, yeah. <laughs> you bite into it, the jelly's over, and the rest of it is just it donut. It tricks you. Yeah. So this was totally filled. And, and of course, Grammy was like, oh, David, you don't need to finish that. And I just said, shut up. Oh, my God. She did not. She did. And she's been saying that a couple times since I've been there. And lately, I've just been saying, shut up. And I feel horrible. And she giggles, right? No. No, she does not giggle. Oh. No. I, I, just, I just say, shut up, but not in a mean way. I go, shut up. Uh, just because I don't know, maybe you started doing it, and then <laughs> I just fell. No, into I it. don't say that. Uh, well, I couldn't take it anymore with the food. You know, I'm like, listen, I'm bringing, I'm over here in the morning. I don't need this. All right, I'm going to eat this donut. And just one donut, and she's giving you a hard time. Yeah, because it was too filled. It was too much cream. <laughs> what does one she donut? eat? <laughs> I get her a. She likes the powdered donut. Yeah, but they didn't have that, so I got her five munchkins. So in comparison, it did look like I was a big fat pig. But she likes chocolate. I she still. I said, "What kind of donut would you like?" And she said, uh, "The powdered, just the old fashioned that you could get at a supermarket donut." But. I'm going to go there next there week. She's going to be like, "David always gets me the wrong donuts, but I don't want to say anything." <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Oh my god, that would make me so that upset. I mean, really, if she just told me what she wanted, but you but, know, she won't. Oh god, if she really doesn't like it, that would be awful. Oh my god, I'm totally going to ask. I her. told her we could split the chocolate cream donut if she wants. It's much too much for me. Did and she get her chocolate glazed donut. That's what I thought she used to like. Right? The chocolate gate, the double chocolate. Or a blueberry donut. That makes sense. Those are so good. They are? Yeah. They don't seem like they would be, but they're yeah. so they're good. They're really good. Because mm. it's more like cake than yeah. a donut. But yeah, with the eating thing, I just go, shut up. You know, and so that's why it's funny when Liza just eggs her on that. Because, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I put, it's Thanksgiving. And yeah, I put a lot on my plate, but so does everybody else. Yeah. But boy, does she judge and just always says so that you're, you're right i forgot that liza eggs are on boy uncle david that's quite a bit of food you have there i'm like it's not as much as it oh i know what you're no. doing i feel like this last thanksgiving we all just did it to everyone We're yeah like, wow that was a lot of food Ooh, you've got a lot of food i don't know where that comes I from i think i did it to rhoda what? yeah i think i did, did something did rhoda a second helping <laughs> yeah well and why then, wouldn't we but she laughed it off like she didn't she didn't even she didn't get mad. She didn't like, know we, we all get mad. She didn't know we were making fun she, of her. I guess not. No, she didn't know. And it's weird that she continues to do it. And I, I, I understand. I guess your mom doesn't want to see you eat like a big fat pig. But, but um, after all these years. After all these Come years. On. That's the thing. Nice pile of bricks you got here. You drink? No, thanks. I'm cool. I'm not offering. I'm asking you if you drink. You think I give alcohol to teenage drivers taking my daughter out? Hey, man, the protective vibe I dig. What's with you, kid? You think the death of Sammy Davis left an opening in the Rat Pack? Well, anyway, so let me just start off with, actually, I'll just start off with last night and why I'm here. I had my last class last night for my Clueless class, and it was emotional because uh, we all love each other. My eight students in this pilot class, they know they're the guinea pigs, and they know everything about me in a sense of that this is the first class, the first time I'm teaching, and all that kind of stuff. And they're really terrific kids. And we had our final exam, 
and we i had them read all their papers i made them make a dialogue i told everybody what that is it's the clueless thing and in fact the one kid that was having problems in that i don't know why he took a course on clueless because he clearly doesn't care for the movie or any of the movies i showed him he only wants to talk about star wars i said listen kid why don't you write one of the members of star wars in the clueless cast everybody else will write there does, does dory know what your final exam was Oh, I don't know. No. My listeners do. So it's just, I just, I, I took the, at the first part of the class, they, at the first assignment, they had to take somebody they might know that's quirky or has funny sayings and write a dialogue with that person. And then I made them take that person and put it into a character of Clueless. You know, that's take fine. any character and they, they have to have a dialogue. It's a good final exam. Yeah, that's it's cool, fine. right? It, it combines everything. Oh my God, so I'd I to- love to take that class. Oh, uh, thank you. So, um, <laughs> So I told this kid, I'm like, look, if you want to put a character of Star Wars in instead, because his first character, he's like, oh, I can't really talk about him. He's really racist. So I'm like, I'll tell you what, why don't you just do this instead? And he, and I'm like, but it can't be somebody from like the way Dory is like, uh, well, don't you know Purcell of Purcell B from Harry Potter from book number 10 or whatever? Like, And I'm like, no, it's got to be somebody we all know. You know what I'm talking about. I'm making a point and exaggerating, but uh, I know there's only eight books. Seven. Eight movies. Seven books. I know there's only eight. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was trying to show you my impressive knowledge of, uh, that I know there are seven books. Just like there are seven cat books. That I, okay. Um, so, oh, so, so he chose Boba Fett and uh, put, put, him in, put him in with uh, Cher uh, getting a candy bar or something. It was very good. It was really good. And I think it made him happy, and he really put some work into it. And so, did you give uh, everybody A's? I'm pretty much going to give everybody A's. Pretty much, you're going to give There's, someone a B, A minus. There was um, one person that uh, I mean, he's great, and he tries. Uh, you know, so it's it's hard because I I like giving an A for effort. It's a one credit, so I do always take that into consideration. If it was a three credit, I'd probably give lesser. Do they give Great. minuses? Rutgers didn't give minuses. Uh, I do. Nobody's told me otherwise. No, I, I gave an A minus to somebody. But you know, somebody, I was like, it needs to be a little bit more flushed out, but it was good, and I saw where you were going. You know, just try and be positive because, because again, it's a one-credit course. Right. When it gets to three, I'd probably be a little bit more, uh, what would you call it, not judgmental? Um, Strict. St- a little stricter, I guess, right? That'd be the right thing to do. But yep. for one credit, see, I could say to myself, they made me get my transcript, right? I've shown you all on the podcast, on the bonus show, my transcript from college. I think I either showed it or I told you. And the only thing I got an A in was bowling. And that was a one credit course, or maybe it was a half a credit. And so I'm like, all right, if it's if this is up against bowling, you know, because it, if, the, if it was a half a credit, then I took bowling and then I took bowling too. So for a full credit, then I have to be extremely lenient because otherwise they could take bowling. Instead of this. The point is, it was really fun. And I ended, I was like, what am I going to do after? Just like kind of like the week Paul Rudd came in. What am I going to do after? And I'm like, well, I still have the slides I haven't shown on the pieces of Clueless and stuff. But we ended up, I said, so what time is it? And it was 7.09. And the class ends at 7.10. And I'm like, oh my God, we talked for this long and stuff. And then I was like, well, I guess that's it. I'll just leave you with this advice. And it's been so lovely working with you guys and talking and, and doing this. And I guess they felt the same because I talked until 745 and nobody, I said, you can go if you want. And then I just kept talking, which is what I do. I'm doing it right now. 
and we, they stayed until seven forty-five because we we all didn't want to. Who leave. left? Like no one left. No, at seven forty-five. Like, how did it end? Uh, well, one guy got up. He's like, I gotta go. And then I, I really kept finishing. I was like, well, I guess that's it. But then nobody was leaving. So I kept saying that's it. That's and nobody crazy. got up. Right? Could you imagine taking no. a class story where people didn't want to get the yeah. hell out of there? It happened every week by the fifth, sixth week. I kept saying that's it for today. And people wouldn't leave. Uh, I, I can't tell you how happy it made me. And they were like, we love the class too, professor. And I hugged everybody as they left because they... It was natural. I, I know you're not supposed to, but everybody was into it, and they came up to me, and they're like, "Nah, come on, we gotta." Uh, it was nice. I mean, it was it. I you know I I had a connection with every kid in that class, and uh, some of them were leaving. Some of them were taking the class next semester. Oh, that's nice. Oh my god, it made me so happy. Yeah, they were already nice. like, I already signed up for it. It's class three sixty one or whatever. I'm like, oh, you already know the. I'm like, do you know what it's called? Yeah, it's called We Don't Need Roads or something like that. I'm like, oh, you know that? Oh, great. Because one of the girls brought her friend in and she just started showing up for, her name is, um, well, I guess I won't say her name. Uh, but she kept showing up for the last three weeks. Like uh, She showed up for Paul Rudd and stayed for the rest of the class. And then she, That's so cool. And she had a class. She goes, eh, it was on Zoom, so I just left and I came back. And she really likes the film and she likes films in general and... I can't wait for next time. I'm uh, I'm very excited. I just I what a wonderful experience I got to have for eight weeks. It's something I've always wanted to do, and I know I I think I don't know whether I told you guys, but I told my podcast people I think that in high school I don't know if you remember Beth I wrote I think in people's yearbooks or something like or or I wrote in something where I said the three things I want when I leave high school are to have my name in uh, major motion picture credits. Play John Adams, <laughs> which you would think would be the easiest thing to achieve, and to teach a class one day. Go figure. Wow, you wanted to teach a class? Like I know teaching I was your thing in, in like high college, school. except that you I said, you know fell asleep when you were student teaching, so that was out. But. Yeah, yeah, but also the anti-Semitism. Yeah, I wanted to teach ever since. So high does school. Dory. Well, here's the thing, Dory, and this is what I was going to tell one of the. Here's the problem with you. Um, it's not a, it's not a problem. I know you'd be a great teacher, but here's the thing: there's a, I was going to tell the kids this, except it doesn't really apply. It applies to you, and it, it it applies to them. And what I told them yesterday, and what I told them was, you must challenge yourself to have experiences. You must go outside your wheelhouse and do something because they want to be writers. And I said most of the kids that write in television or movies now. They go to Harvard and they get writing jobs and they have no, they might think they have college experiences, but it's not the same. You've got to have real world experiences with real people, not just other Hollywood people, not just other writers. You got to meet your, your, your postman or your fireman, your, your policeman. You got to talk to regular people or you are not going to have experiences you can draw from except you have the same Hollywood schlock that they give out, which is fine. You can make a living, but it's not inspiring. And that's what I told them they have to do. Now, that's good advice. there was a, a show. Very good advice. Thank you. Well, I live that advice, right? So it's, it's like, all right, maybe I... <laughs> and certainly I know people that have just gone right to writing and what experiences... The only experiences they have are the ones that I've given to them by being an idiot. 
<laughs> it's true, but they can just live vicariously through well, you. Well, I think about Mike Royce, and I'm like, he would be terrified of everything I would do. I don't think you should do that. I'm like, nah, come on, it'll be great years from now. You know, I would always say that all the time to him, but, you know, especially even at his wedding, which was classic. I, I can't tell that story on the air anymore. No, you cannot. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I'm crying. Oh, that's one of the hilarious stories of all time. I could probably tell it. I think I've told it before, but let's not do it today. Anyway, here's the thing, Dory. There was an old TV show, which was a movie, and they made it in the TV show called The Paper Chase. Remember it, Beth? Yes, I do. I love that movie. With John Hausman. Now, I'm TV going show. to imitate him as James Mason because I've been really, and thank you, um, JB, I can't uh, think of Jason um, from Hawaii uh, for emailing me and saying, oh my God, you're James Mason. This is amazing. I mean, I can't tell you how happy that makes me because, uh, because this is the way I like to talk. And sometimes when you're going to law school, Dory's just looking at us because she has no idea what's I have happening. no idea what's happening. But I do. But it's an outstanding imitation. It really is. Of course, you must realize, my friend, if you are going to be an orthodontist, the only thing you can do is practice practice it's the most important thing and of course learn and listen to your teachers and make sure that you dory can you just pretend that it's interesting it's a really <laughs> bad impression shut up you don't know <laughs> we got to get a clip so i know she can i'll know. show her something i know how you feel you don't believe me but i do know i'm going to tell you something that i learned when i was your age I prepared a case, and old man White said to me, how, how did you do? And uh, I said, did my best. And he said, you're not paid to do your best, you're paid to win. And that's what pays for this office. Pays for the pro bono work that we do for the poor. Pays for the type of law that you want to practice. Pays for my whiskey. Pays for your clothes. Pays for the leisure we have to sit back and discuss philosophy as we're doing tonight. We're paid to win the case. You finished your marriage, you wanted to come back and practice the law. You wanted to come back to the world. Welcome back. Anyway, this guy John Hausman is in it, who very much talks very much like James Mason. And he was a kind of a legendary actor. Of course, Lem, don't expect too many mistakes from this man. Truly does seem rather more interesting than just another of our reader researchers. For example, has he gone into business for himself? Was he turned around? someone operate him? Is he homosexual? Broke? Vulnerable? Could he be a soldier of fortune? Did he arrange the hit? So he's in the movie, and then they make this TV show, and it's all about these kids going to law school, which, ironically, I don't know why they don't redo that. There are so many so good. goddamn people that want to be lawyers, and believe me, these are the worst people in society. There's so many kids that want to be lawyers. I meet them every day. How is there not another show about, besides Legally Blonde, 
there hasn't been a, a movie or show about going to law school in 40 years. That is kind of odd. Like, right. I don't need any more police shows. Right. That's oh, my God. Or so fire nice. shows. Right. Or done. medical shows. No. I'm done. Over. Yeah. Over. So. Yeah. That You're right. I was thinking about this. Right. So get this. It was so good. So so it was a, it's a great show. We didn't we were too young, you know, we didn't appreciate it, but we saw a couple episodes. And um it was all about this guy who was the, the lead character was going through the school and he was a one L. You know, we knew some of the terminology. Uh and it wasn't a com- it was a comedy drama, mostly a drama. And the lead guy was this guy, John Hauser. He was the teacher. And it was a student teacher relationship, very special student teacher relationship. Not in a bad way, in a good way, the good 70s way, not the way people get afraid of today. For some reason, and I never watched the show when I was very young, I remember like one of the last episodes. I don't know why I saw it. I don't know what happened, why I was home watching it. But the lead actor want, decided that he was, and, and, and through the staff of the school, decided they wanted him to be a teacher. And he wanted to be a teacher. He goes, "Oh my God, I'm going to graduate law school, and I'm going to I'm going to teach here. I think this is a good fit for me." And when they decide made a decision, and he had all these meetings and all these uh, things he had to pass through to to be the, become this teacher, the one who voted against him was John Hausman, his quote friend, who he had dinner over his house. He was his friend. His teacher. Things that you could do back in the day. So I also remember like. I remember, God, it's all coming back. I Maybe I saw more episodes than I thought. He went to his teacher's house, and he was like using good china, and he goes, that's because good china is to be used, not just stared at. You know, like all those kind of things that he would say. Again, I'm doing James Mason. So he, But he voted against them, and he goes, I don't understand. You of all people, why did you vote against me? He goes, because if you're going to be a teacher... You need to experience. You need to go out and and be a lawyer and 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 do lawyer things and and experience law and practice and 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 go through the the pitfalls and losing your first case or or all this kind of stuff. Otherwise, what what do you have to give? And I and I remember this as a as a as a person watching. I don't. It stuck with me. And that's what I tell you, Dory. It's like I think you're going to be a great teacher, but you can't do it yet. Yeah, First, you got to practice. I know you know this. <laughs> I'm just saying because I I feel actually a, a good thing for you would be to go right into teaching because I it, it works for you. I can see you teaching. You know how to you know coddle and and yet be strict, and you're good with kids. The older you get, there'll be kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you need to unfortunately experience it first and you know, have your ups and downs and, you know, possibly getting your own practice and paying electric bills, things that you will be able to teach your students later on. And uh, that's pretty much what I was trying to tell the kids. But it it, it does um, apply to our, our friend Dory here. Yeah, friend Dory. <laughs> so, I don't know. She's looking at me funny like she's like, screw you! man i'm gonna go right into teaching i think that's just her look no i know it is I, that's what i told the class yeah. i was like you know i talk to my niece all the time and i'm like are you having a good time can you tell your face um big laughs all the time oh <laughs> uh, to what the hell this goes off all night long i don't know if you can hear it the study of law is something new and unfamiliar to most of you unlike any other schooling that you have ever known before Years are hard years, much more than we know. With good friends to love us, 
yourselves the law, but I train your minds. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and if you survive, you leave thinking like a lawyer. So, you know, we go out after after class with my friend Evan and Glenn, but Glenn couldn't make it, so it's just me and Evan, and we went to this place called the Pineapple Express. Do you know it? No. It's yeah. a barbecue place that's in an abandoned train station. What? It's really cool. Yeah, he showed me the outside. I've took, taken pictures for everybody for the bonus show. Yeah, they have a big outside area in the summertime. They can have like a jazz festival out there, and it's part of the place. And that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And I guess it's a, it's in like Clifton. Is that what it's called? Or whatever is the next town yeah. next to Montclair? Clifton. Are you making fun, or is that no, what it's no, called? No, that's, oh. that's There's a town called Clifton near Montclair. Evan goes, hey, it's cool. You don't have to rush. Because I... I stayed and I talked to a bunch of the students after the class, like even and that you know the people stayed and we were talking for a long period of time of almost going to invite them out to drink because they are twenty one and I'm not their teacher anymore and I'm like no good for you I could call them tomorrow but today <laughs> right and I didn't want to put Evan in that situation either so uh, so he goes you can take your time they serve until eleven I'm like oh terrific so of course we get there these are all Uh-oh. my stories exactly. And they, I guess we got there at 9.15 and they're like, oh, they gave us the menu and they had a beer and then they gave the menu like, and the guy took the menu and like, oh no, we have an order. You're like, oh, the kitchen closed at nine. And we're like, no. And oh, Evan no. got furious. I hadn't, I hadn't seen him get upset. You know, usually it's me, but I'm like, oh, it's my fault. I'm late. So I didn't, I wasn't a little bitch that I was a couple weeks ago this time. And he went to the counter and he was furious. And he was like, your website clearly says till, till at least 10. And he's like, well, we have our snack menu until 10. But your website says you serve until 11. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. The bartender was very nice. And he was very sweet. It's not his fault. But Evan was really letting him have it, which is normally what I do. But because Evan has a special diet. And the regular menu had dietary stuff for him, like gluten-free stuff. And the snack menu did not. So that what were you going to say? I was going to say, was it interesting to watch someone else do that? Like, what were you thinking yeah, watching you, like, someone else? So embarrassed, like, please. No, stop it was a dream. With you. So it, was it was a, a dream. Good thing. Now, okay. many times I do get embarrassed, but this was he was in the right because the website clearly. And then they even looked it up. Like, oh, we got to change that. Um, yeah, not cool. And you know, he doesn't drink. So what does he have to do? You know, it's. So you go out with him every week, and he doesn't drink. I didn't even notice he didn't drink. Um, I, he's fine. He's good at it. I mean, I didn't. I, I forget he doesn't drink. That's why he lost all this weight. He looks terrific. Wow. But yeah, he doesn't drink. He. I. I, I don't even notice. That's why he's good. He just gets water or seltzer, and I wouldn't even notice. So he's a pleasure to be around, except for his dietary things. That. So when they decide we should, when he says we should share stuff, I go no. Go fuck yourself, really, because I don't want his dietary stuff. I want to chow down on everything that's bad for me. Yeah, because that's you know it's the celebration after class. Right. So, but this this was an issue this time. We were able to get like nachos. I think he had some, 
and some fried pickles. Mm, I love fried pickles. They weren't bad. He ate those mostly. because Usually those are breaded. They were breaded, but he ate them anyway because there was nothing for him to eat and he was starving because we, we were told the place closed at 11. Meanwhile, the guy was very nice. He gave me a free shot and that's the exact right thing to do. And then I was like, well, all right, I guess I won't complain about it on the podcast. Not that he would care in any way. So, yeah, and we had uh, wings. They were honey wings or something. Mm. They were okay. Your thoughts? <laughs> okay, great. Thanks for helping the podcast. Um, Are so, you glad you brought me here? Actually, I am. <laughs> I love having you on. I mean, basically, I knew I was just going to go through the stuff and just have you guys comment on, you know, whenever you, so just, you know, whenever you want to say something, even if I'll let you talk, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so then I went home, and of course, he's got a footage of me putting my power steering fluid in the car, which is always Excellent. a funny way to end the night. And this girl came over like, hey, do you guys need a jump? And I'm like, no, like, because that's the one thing I don't actually need. But it, this girl was really nice. She goes, I'm set up perfectly. I can totally help you. And uh, I'm like, no, we're just putting power steering fluid in. And I was like, you should have asked her out. And I'm like, you, you're fooling me, right? You're, you're messing with me, right? <laughs> I don't know. She was asking if you wanted to jump. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Take your opportunities when you can get them. <laughs> so then I decided I was going to stay at Beth's, where I am right now, because I'm seeing her production of Peter Pan, as I told you last week, mostly because I have been told, and it's all my fault, that I unfortunately turned them on to the SCTV bit with Martin Short, <laughs> and apparently Beth has included that in the play, and I need to see. Now, I just showed Dory the um, Tonight Show where Martin Short is talking to Johnny Carson and says, but John! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, He was with Betty Davis and he goes, you see, John, the problem is... Maybe Blake. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. You had the nerve to come out and do her right away, huh? Well, I'm a tremendous fan of of this uh, young lady, sir. And of course, Ed, I've worked uh, with... uh, you're probably thinking, which star search was that? Yeah, but, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, let's see. Was that? But no, that was with the David Steinberg yes. show in Toronto. Ed was up there. That's right on. Yeah. Yeah. David, David Eddy. David Eddy's show. You know, John, <laughs> it was amazing to me about having Ed. We wanted to have Doc. Oh, we didn't have Doc and John. But to me, John. <laughs> oh, that's right. One of these days, David's going to have That's right on. One of these days. Yeah, it was really funny. So uh, so I'm going to see that tonight. I'm like, well, I might as well stay over because it's St. Patrick's Day today when we're taping. And, oh, forget it. Getting my car out of the garage today to come to the show, to come to see the play. I would never make it. My car wouldn't be able to get out of the garage. I just, it's, You know I hate these parades. St. Patrick's is one of the worst ones of all. That one and the Puerto Rican Day Parade are the worst ones. I just got to get rid of them when I am um, governor. Uh, or something i gotta get rid of them they're awful and they really cause chaos and so it's just an unfortunate coincidence that saint patrick's day falls on a friday so i decided i would stay overnight which was easy i thought until i was on the garden state parkway on the way home i and there was so much traffic at 11 p.m at night yeah it took me an hour to get here i couldn't believe it i'm like what is happening and there was no rhyme or reason it was all just construction but who's how many people are traveling? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's New Jersey. I, where, where are they going? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was, is it considered a holiday weekend? Did a lot of people Day take Eve? off today? Were they going to know. go bar hopping? 
I don't know. Well, and then why would you want to drive all the way down the Garden State Parkway right. to go bar you hopping? Right, wouldn't be driving. I will say, as a person that does drive drunk, the good news is is that this new generation, like Dory, they have totally learned to not do that. And so once we die, um, everybody should be pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, well, the Uber thing really helps. Yeah, the yeah. Uber thing, which they didn't have when we were kidding. I mean, calling a cab was awkward, and they probably hated picking up kids anyway, but the Uber's used to it. They're used to having people throw up in their car. They have things to get to to clean up uh, once you do throw up or whatever happens, and that is a big game changer, which is why, which is great. And this generation just is all over it. But I was telling Evan, I'm like, but weren't we taught to like? You're like, like when we had drivers in, like, and you know, if you come home from the bar, you're gonna have to concentrate, and you're gonna. <laughs> it's not like they said take a cab. They maybe they said it once, but they were like, now here's what: you, if you're gonna be driving home and you've had a couple, you know, they they taught us how to drive impaired. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's the way I feel, I remember. Nobody said otherwise. In every movie we ever saw, like I was talking about Arthur and showing the kids Arthur when he's, we're laughing hysterically when he's drunk driving. Like, oh, he's drunk again and he's driving to Long Island. He's got like a two-hour drive where he's just finished off a bottle of scotch. And we're, and we're like, ah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I was telling the kids yesterday about Blame It on Rio, which is a Michael Caine movie from 1985 where he is 42 in the movie and is sleeping with a 16 year old girl and it is a laugh out loud supposed to be riotous comedy get ready beth directed by do you even want to take a guess because you will never believe who it's directed by moody allen (laughs) i wish you wouldn't have said that but uh that's that (laughs) that is a hilarious guess um stanley donnan do i know who that is yes you do I believe you directed Singing in the Rain. No way. And a bunch of Fred Astaire stuff. Well, that's odd. It's so that's... odd. And the girl they got, I've told everybody on my podcast, already, like that she was like maybe 16. They had to get special permission, go to a special island where she could be naked at that age. It was, and why are you making this movie? It's awful. It's, I find it very strange. So many songs from the right, that are right, inappropriate, 60s yeah. and 70s, about 15-year-old girls, 16-year-old girls. I'm like, why was it okay? Well, Gigi, which won Best Picture oh, in what, right. the 50s, thank heaven for little girls. Imagine what the little boys think. <laughs> I know that's not the words, but <laughs> <Those are> not <laughs> mine are funnier. Um, that it's some creepy old guy that singing is, that song, right. and it creepy. won Best Goddamn Picture. <laughs> Someday, each and every one of them Either be married or unmarried. How adorable they are. Each time I see a little girl of five or six or seven, I can't resist a joyous urge to smile and say thank heaven. For little girls, for little girls get bigger every day. Thank heaven for little girls. They grow up in the most delightful way. Those little eyes, so helpless and appealing, one day will flash and send you crashing through the ceiling. Thank heaven for little girls. Thank heaven for them all, no matter where, no matter who. Without them, what would little boys do? 
Well, I, I th- it's about an older man, and I think she's only like 16 years old. And Well, that's why I was doing the James Mason thing, because that's Lolita from 1962, right. where he's sleeping with a 13-year-old stepdaughter. stepdaughter but, but that's a, and that is a, a classic novel right. that, that was brought to the screen twice. They did a remake. <laughs> it's like, so weird. That is so weird. It was a different time. They're saying this comedy that we're like, oh, it'll be hilarious. He's 42 and he's, you know, kind of like afraid. He's embarrassed that he's dating at 16. You got to keep it a secret. I'm like, how is that funny again? <laughs> but sound I was funny. explaining that to the, you know, as I explained to them about Porky's. And I'm like, you don't understand. That's all there was. And I and I told them like, oh, in high school, I remember Porky sucked, and all my, you know, my homeroom class was like, oh my god, Porky's is amazing. I'm like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> and I am not the brightest person, but I knew that movie sucked because I was like into Annie Hall. And I'm like, no, no, this is funny. Porky's is not funny. And there's a place for movies like Porky's, but not Porky's. There's got to be a balance of movies that are just stupid, like Airplane. Yeah, but awesome, right? But stupid. Right. But it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Right. Porky sucks. Well, Porky's was like one of the first movies that it was just about the nudity and, and the, the bawdiness of it. Yeah. Right? I guess so. Was there one besides it was Animal yeah. House, right? Well, and that yeah, was but the Animal first House one. But Adam, right. But Animal House was classy in its way of Right. You and know, then it just went the next totally one was downhill. like Porky's and that was gross. But that was the first time that. But it just wasn't clever, you know. Yeah, Animal no, House is just clever. The dialogue, dirty. the lines, the you know. Because the, they looked the at Animal House, they're like, "Oh, we can do that," but they couldn't. No. Yeah. And uh, Kim Cattrall is always angry that she was in that movie at all. <laughs> like, she's she still was embarrassed. in Porky's. Oh yeah, she's the. Um, ironically, she's the Samantha. Isn't Samantha? Is that her name in Sex and the City? Yeah. She's Samantha in that movie. She's like the girl that always gets um, has sex in the rafters during gym class or something like that. It's, it's like she really just can't not play that role. I only remember her from Mannequin. Right. She's great in Mannequin. She's did she do any other Mannequin. movies? I think she did a whole bunch of Big Ice Trouble Princess? in Little China. Oh, yeah. Ice Princess. Big, she was good in from. that. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, okay. She did a lot of stuff uh, before Sex in the City, and that's why it's funny that she, she was really good in Ice Princess. Ice Princess. She was good in everything. Movie. She was good in Star Trek Six. She just um, that's true. You know, just uh, she made her bones in Sex in the City. That's where everybody. I mean, Cynthia Nixon has been in stuff. She, that's Miranda, right? Mm-hmm. She was in. She was in Little Darlings when she was thirteen. Oh, that I knew. Yeah, I mean, it's like these, all movie. these actresses, and we know um, the other one, Kristen, uh, whatever, in Melrose Place, and. Uh, a bunch of stuff they were all and Sarah Jessica Parker I mean, when well, we knew her but I mean right. you know I hung out with her in 1985 yes you did yeah I mean she's around uh, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> Dory doesn't care I never watched that, that show that new show stinks and what is it called and then there were three what's it called oh I didn't watch that it's awful I I, what, why do I want to see them getting old I want to see that it's worse than that it's like it's it's not just them getting old. It's it's them. They keep saying how old they are. The, one of the kids in the class had a really funny guy that he was um, trying to flush out uh, as a character, and the guy always just said how much weight he could lift and how old he was. And I was like, that's that's brilliant. There's always a guy like that, you know. He goes, hey, it's true. I'm 44 yeah. years old, you know, but I can still bench press. You know, he's like, come <laughs> on, you gotta you gotta you gotta get the chicks, you know. Like, but it, yeah, I'm 44. I mean, people that keep saying their age, it it drives me nuts. Hey, I'm 52 years old, you know. I'm like, why do you keep? Who, why would you say right. your age all the time? What's the matter <laughs> with agree. you? Who gives a shit? That, is that better? Well, you know, I mean, it depends on who you are, I guess. I mean, I guess 
if you look unbelievable and you're 80 and I thought you were 50, I get, but, but we should guess. We should always have to guess. How old do you think uh, that woman is? Uh, you know, like, oh, I don't know. There was a woman that I used to do theater with and I guess she always looked young as a kid, but then she, I'm like, the worst thing you could possibly do we're in the dressing room, and she's like, oh, I know, I look so young. How old do you think I am? Oh, my uh, God. Yep, and you should never ask that, because the person she asked said, I don't know, 61? She goes, <laughs> I'm 62. Oh, shit. No, <laughs> yeah, oh, and I she was it. devastated. She was so upset. And I'm like, why would you ask that question? I would never ask somebody, how old do you think I am? What if they were like 65? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you, Dory. Of course, you never do that, but you can just say it's Leslie Glass, but the thing is, <laughs> thank you, folks, I'm here all week. Um, Leslie Glass isn't 61. I, no, much younger. I'm just kidding, and she's very attractive, as you know, how I feel about her. But she does suffer from IBS. Now, uh, I'm Don't we kidding. all? Yeah, well, I, just, I was talking about that, and she told me the symptoms of IBS, and everybody knows my diarrhea stories. So I think maybe I have that, too. Yeah, you do. Because you say it goes between constipation, diarrhea, constipation, diarrhea, and yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I know. I was like, doctor, that's it. I have IBS. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, uh, let me continue. Uh, I, I was waiting to tell you this. My friend Dan Filato called me last week. I, I, I was trying to tell you this on your birthday. I remember I had something I wanted to tell you and I forgot. He called me. He used to be the producer of Artie's, Artie Lang's show, so we talk often. And he said, Jessica, <laughs> I had to tell you. He even left a message. It was a two-minute message. because I'm going to try and compact this into a voicemail. But uh, my kid, they brought us into his teacher, uh, the, like a parent-teacher thing, and they were telling him about this kid, like, oh, he's a good kid, but he keeps saying this line, and nobody knows what it is, but it cracks everybody up, and it's something, and it's called, it's ridiculous. I'm getting so good at it, it's ridiculous. And he's like, what does that mean? He goes, we go, no, nobody knows, but it cracks everybody up. We don't know where he got it from. And he's like, I don't know where he got it from. He, he, sometimes he steals my lines or whatever. This is what Dan's saying. And so through figuring it out, he realized that when he would get in the car, apparently it, his iTunes would automatically come on. And for some reason, he had a clip of, of me <laughs> doing this line. I was doing the Godfather, Tessio, because he would also talk about the pull chain toilets. Uh, I was doing Abe Vigoda imitation on Artie's show one day. And he said, it's, you know, it's, it's perfect. It's got one of those old uh, pull chain with the box and the pull chain toilets. And I guess I felt like I hit it one day and I go, it's getting ridiculous. I'm go it's getting so good at it. And so I said it just like that. And that's what he's repeating to his oh friends. Oh, my gosh. And he does it all the time and they love it. And that's all he says. He goes, I got it from you. It's one of your... It's you, Dad. It's so like no, that's Dave Juskow you're doing. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> and so he says he was running in track, and I guess he won something. And he goes, "It's ridiculous. I'm getting so good at it." Like so, that's his like tagline. And and then the weird part is he also it, his also other favorite song, which I play on the podcast often, is this David Bowie song called "Absolute Beginners." which is one of my favorite Bowie songs. And those are his two favorite things, me and the absolute beginner. So we have to meet. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> uh, clearly I'm his hero, which is, just, and it's so funny. He's like, he gets huge laughs from the, one of the guys you know, I guess, or something. It's uh, it's so, I couldn't be more honored. Right. That's pretty cool. It's getting ridiculous. I'm getting so good at it. <laughs> and it's like so funny because I was just patting myself on the back like I did this unbelievable Abe. He goes, no, he goes, it's your friend Abe. It's your friend Abe. I don't have any friends named Abe. 
I don't know. He says with the pull chain toilet. The, the, like I, I can't even stop doing the accent when I'm just doing the kid doing it. It's just something about the box chain of the toilet. Uh, it's from The Godfather. Louis' restaurant in the Bronx. Well, is it reliable? That's my man in McCluskey's precinct. Police captain's got to be on call 24 hours a day. He signed out at that number between 8 and 10. Anybody know this joint? Yeah, sure I do. It's perfect for us. A small family place, good food, everyone minds his business. It's perfect. Pete, they got an old-fashioned toilet. You know, the box and, and, and then uh, the chain thing. We might be able to take the gun behind it. Ah. Would you have cared if you never didn't say it, or are you just going to go with the flow? What? Nothing. Uh, just watching you uh, react because you're like, I don't know. Well, what he doesn't. I don't know doesn't any know. of the people or anything. You You've say. heard of The Godfather, though. I've right? heard of The Godfather, yes. Would you ever think about watching it? Yeah. Cool. That's the right answer. Of course. Everyone says it's a good movie. It's I mean, fantastic. You and dad say that. And you know, I went to that guy's funeral, too, which is why it's funny. that's what I thought he was going to talk about. That maybe I was talking about the funeral. With the, I mean, what are the odds that I end up going to one of the guys in The Godfather's funeral? You know, like, I mean, it was so exciting. Uh, you know, me and Gilbert and uh, Mayor Dinkin. Oh, my God, everyone's dead. Aww. Oh, no, I was just saying for myself. Oh, that funeral was <laughs> cursed. Uh, of course, they were all. Well, Gilbert wasn't. But yeah, I mean, go figure. I go to Abe Vagona's funeral. And I sit with Jeff, Gilbert and Mayor Dinkins. Now, that's a story that I want these kids to have that same experience. <laughs> Nobody's going to have that experience. No, nobody can have any of the experiences you have. It is true. You can try. You can put yourself in that situation. I told them to also keep in contact with people. Not just a social climb. Just, you always ask me how I know Paul Rudd. Well, Paul and I met one day. We hit it off. We exchanged numbers. I know that seems weird, but we really did hit it off. And every year, I wish him a happy birthday. I keep in touch. And it's not just him. I wish everybody a happy birthday. People I know from elementary school and high school. And it's just, you just never know who the person is who's going to be the person that helps you a little bit along the way, no matter what it is. You know, there was a guy that contacted me, asked me if I was going to Sarah's show. I missed that. She was at the Beacon last night and recording again on St. Patrick's Day. She was at the Beacon. She wanted me to go, but I was teaching the last class. This is the Beacon Theater in New York City. She's been touring. Marina was open for her. So it was definitely a show I should have been at. Because two of my best pals were performing at a big, exciting venue. So my friend Mark asked me if I was going, and he said he has an extra ticket. And I'm like, oh, well, that's nice, but um, obviously I would have been able to go, and then I could have brought you back to the green room because I know he's wanted to meet her. Now, I have known this guy since college. We were in place together. You saw him because we were in the wall together because mm. you and Mommy came up to that's see. That's right, we did. You see me play Pincheck uh, in this Holocaust movie, which I can't believe I was in. And um, we were in the play together. And we hit it off. We liked each other because he was like the only normal theater person. Hard to come by. Yeah, I was telling the kids about theater people because, oh, because I had coffee with Billy just before class, uh-huh. as I usually do. And two girls were lying on the concrete outside the cafe. And he goes, theater people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I go, yeah, that's why That's why it's difficult to be a theater major. And I was telling the kids again because I, I talked for 45 minutes, like a lecture almost. <laughs> I'm like... The problem with theater people is, <laughs> and I'm like, I wanted to be an actor, but theater people are clicky. Stand-up comedy's clicky too. Everything's clicky. You know, I told them about the comics table and how like, you know, you're not accepted there. The only reason they like me is because they make fun of me um, and I am good at taking it. Yeah, they're all clicky and that's what theater people are like. 
Oh, so Mark, so we were in this play together, and we kept in touch. So when I moved to Queens, if you remember correctly, I had that first place, which was um, blood was coming from the the basement, right? Yeah. Um, so I, what? yeah, uh, you know, your first place is always your favorite place. Um, it was a strange place, but I couldn't wait to get out for obvious reasons. Uh, no, uh, obviously we know why. Um, me and her uh, grandfather didn't get along very well. Um, I'm talking about Papa Dory. I'm kidding. Um, he was a lovely man. Anyway. So uh, all of a sudden, this guy, Mark, calls. you know, we weren't that close, but he calls me and he goes, uh, hey, you know, um, I know of a actually place down the street that's much better. It's the same rent and it's bigger. It's more rooms. And I'm like, great. And I got it. And I mean, then we got the apartment that I had the, the, the birthday thing in. Oh, good, this guy. And I mean, I wouldn't have expected to. We weren't friendly, friendly. We were acquaintances from college who, you know, enjoy each other's company, but we didn't really hang out and go drinking or anything. He had a different, he was a theater guy. He wanted to, but he was also doing this as a job, just the way I was temping. And, and then he called me last night, you know, this, and, and we're still friends because we still hang out. And yeah, super cool. Yeah. So it, it's just what I'm saying is I would never guess that he would be the one to get me a better apartment, get me out of that place. But you just you never know who that person's gonna be. And that that is the point of the story. Yeah, are you listening? Know. Are you well, you know, maybe your roommate sometime, um, you know, you're you're gonna need a um a flight somewhere and she can pick up her Air Force uh, plane <laughs> and pull a top gun move and uh, bring you to Brazil because you gotta fix somebody's teeth. Planes. You don't know. She's her Dory's roommate's gonna be in the Air Force, which is the coolest thing of all She's time. Be a dentist in the Air Force. That is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> And I mean, that's got to be, you better keep in touch with her because there will be nothing cooler than you. This is my French in the Air Force. No way. She it's already true. has got me discounts on stuff. Like see? what? Planes, fighter planes, fighter jets. Um. <laughs> or, or to go see Top Gun. No, oh, because yeah. she's considered she, military? Yeah. Oh my so God, that's so cool. So every time she like, so buys cool. things online, she gets like a discount. And one time she was like, you, you want me to use that for you? And I was like, yeah, I do. Cool. Oh my God, Dory, if you do not keep in touch with her, well, I'm going to keep in touch with her then. I'm going to get her digits because if you, don't, if you ruin this. I'm definitely going to keep in touch with her. We've been living together for four years. This is important to know somebody in the military that's doing a service for something you do not think about, dentistry, in the military somebody's got to be a dentist you know it's in the movie mash in korea they uh the guy's name is painless uh you know that's what they call him the dentist in mash uh, it's john shuck he ends up playing a klingon in some of the star trek movies um, <laughs> I like that name sounds familiar oh he was on mary tyler moore he was Holmes in yo-yo okay that's <laughs> I, I can totally picture him yeah he played the dentist in mash in korea because uh, and that's one of those things you're like oh yeah that makes sense why wouldn't they have a dentist? And they even brought on the dentist on the TV show too. Not the same guy, but um, yeah, and he wants to uh, kill himself because he thinks he's gay. Um, I know it's horrible. Um, nowadays, he thinks he's gay uh, because he can't um, perform with a woman one time and he's known for doing that and he had one time, so he <laughs> wants to kill himself. It's more like that. Uh, thank goodness, because otherwise it's, it's a little bit much. But um, in this day and age, but back then... That would be a problem, possibly, for a yeah. dentist. Who knows, right? It's really, it's really oh, messed man. up, you know. A Mateo, our friend Mateo Lane, just performed at the Beacon last week. Wow! And he would never have been able to perform at the Beacon if he was out um, back in the eight. Like when my friends who are gay, who were doing comedy, who really couldn't say they were gay, they had to do other kinds of comedy. I mean, it's really fucked up. When I think about it now. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. Horrible. And I talk that's to so Mateo bad. all the time and I'm like, 
better respect. And I, I know I shouldn't be the one to tell him, but I just want to. I'm just like, I hope you have respect the fact that you can just say all this stuff on stage and people are okay with this. Remember, because I took Masara on our first date, we went to see three funny gay males. They had their own special show. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it was great. They weren't really, not that they weren't allowed in comedy clubs, but that if they would say they were gay, people were uncomfortable, which is really messed up. Yeah, horrible not to be able to be yourself. That's why I haven't come out yet. And the thing is, Dory, <laughs> wait, if you could have seen her face, she just stood still. She you was you just and Joel like, Gray? I didn't even realize you were making a joke. It just Yeah, I know. Like That's what was you so... You're going to wait till you're 80, like Joel Gray? And That's my plan. <laughs> Joel Gray. Or you could, like, like it wasn't obvious from the beginning. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean... Right. Good point. She... Um, just waving to me? Yes. No. Gesturing to me? A gesturing. Thank you. I couldn't come up Dory's with Dory's doing bits? <laughs> <laughs> At my expense? Are you making a man like myself look ridiculous? That's from The Godfather. You're doing it yourself. I get... She's good on She's the podcast. On fire. She is good on the podcast. I'm telling you. Yeah, just like Rhoda's 80th when she was doing a little stand-up there. Oh, my... <laughs> that you wrote for me. Doesn't matter. It was still good. And then she didn't mention the Lerment. I'm still angry about that. She mentioned everybody in that room she except didn't my best friend. Me or mom either. Is that right? Yeah, yeah we she were thanked everybody at but the us. Bar and she didn't Did she mention us. me? Probably. Yeah. Oh, I hope no, so. No, everybody. Me and mom were sitting off to the side. She didn't notice us. What kind of Jew would not mention her only son at her 80th birthday? <laughs> right. No, <laughs> I mean, you, come you. on, man. You know, what's going on? <laughs> you treat her so badly and she still thinks you're like <gasps> the best. dare you speak to me like that? No, I don't. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. There was the period of time where she was just so self- self- so selfish. I couldn't. She was a horrible person. We, we know it happened with Al and everything like that. But it, it's better now. She's happier now. now and uh, She is happier. So it's easier to not be mean to her anymore because it was really bad and not cool for us. I don't know when your uh, boyfriend's, uh, you know, the, this guy we liked, when his daughters have to go say, we don't want you dating our dad anymore because you <laughs> suck. It's embarrassing for me and your mom, you know, Dory? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, let me, uh, I want to tell you that we're running out of time. I've been, this is great. We've been talking for an hour. I just have to tell you this. On, on, so on, on Friday, Alana and I, got, now I've been having, I haven't told you guys, but I've been having trouble at restaurants lately. Everybody knows. So that's four weeks. I've had trouble where waiters won't let me order what I want. Not just me. What do you mean? So I've had trouble at family style places with like, no, you're ordering too much. And and we're like, but we want to order it. It's not just me, but it just feels like it keeps happening to me. So the last three weeks, I've been in a situation where the waiter's like, no, I'm not going to let you get that. Didn't I tell you about the Tony DiNapoli's and we wanted two chicken parms, Mia Tell and Russ. Yeah. And Russ was on his intermittent fasting day off, so we definitely want the two chicken parms. And he goes, no. Why? Because it's family style, you know? He goes, it's family style. We're like, we get it, but we want two chicken parms. He's like, no, I'm going to give you one and a half. My audience already knows about this uh, because we can't believe it either. And so then, so, so then I stuffed myself and made Russ and I, because I knew the tell wasn't going to join in. We had to make the waiter look ridiculous. Right. So we ate it all and then I had diarrhea later. But um, it was worth it because the waiter came over. Oh. And we're like, yeah, suck it. <laughs> like, like, well, you didn't order more, right? No, no. But we, he's was like, plenty. how was the meal? I'm like, well, a half a chicken parm more would have been better. <laughs> um, he was right. But, you know, fuck. But what does it matter? It, like, doesn't. Wouldn't they be getting more money? Yes. If you're paying for more food. Exactly, Dory. I don't know what's going on. Then, uh, did you ask them 
the waiter, did you say, so, you know, how much do you think is right for the three of us? No. Then he shouldn't have said anything. Exactly. The week after, I went out with Sarah's manager and her cousin Nick, great guy. He's not a he's not a thin guy. I mean, he's just a little bit more than me. He likes to eat. And he's a great guy. And we again, we ordered, and this is at Vincent's restaurant, so I didn't want to make the waiter look stupid because you know he got us the reservation. It's one of the hottest restaurants in town. I don't know why. Food's okay. Again, we was like, you know what? Let's also get chicken parm. It's always chicken parm's problem. And the waiter goes, no, you have enough. And we're what like, what the? the f- what? That, what we, we want chicken parm. Mm, I don't know. I don't recommend. And we're like, shut up. So, I mean, fuck you if we leave it over. Yeah, does it suck? Is it rude? Yes. But can we take it home? Yes. Even if we wanted to order, it's not an all-you-can-eat buffet where I understand where they make concessions. Like, you can't take this home. But even if we ordered four chicken parms, fuck you. (laughs) You know, like, I can still have one to throw in your face. What do you care? so weird right and so then i went out with memo after the oscar thing we did at the comedy cellar we went to the sushi restaurant and i hadn't had sushi in a long time at a restaurant so i ordered everything and then this thing and she goes and you want the beef negamaki and i'm like yes and she goes no do you want me to substitute i can substitute the beef for the tuna and i'm like the the cat is on the uh, cables again uh you know the one i had at my house she's i wish you could see this on video she's like no no don't hit that table because it where was i before this cat ruined everything <laughs> i just was able to piece everything back together i'm sorry she keeps chewing on the no <laughs> all right now she's sitting on my notes she's like wrap it up wrap it wait up. i had something else to oh, i can't see under her tushy it was my- uh, <laughs> She's you were so talking cute. about chicken parm still? Well, no. So I was talking about the, the, oh, the sushi. The sushi place. Oh, right. So you want me to substitute? No, I want everything. He goes, all right. It's like they're saying, no, you you fat. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, and Memo was laughing because he's like, you are fat. You know, like, <laughs> she's even telling you, you're fat. And I'm like, shut up. So I ate everything, right? So you're not going to believe this. And I haven't told my listeners this yet. On Friday, I went, uh, Alon came over to bring his mother made me a homotagen. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll bring him up to your house. I have a show. I'll bring him up to your house. You know, you can have them. And I always want homemade homotagen. Usually Beth makes them and they're terrific because my mom, my grandmother used to make them and they were great for Purim. And they were really good and soft. And when you buy them at the store, they stink. They yeah. stink. They're it's dry horrible. and gross. And Dory just made us scones this morning that were great. And you know how um, I feel about scones normally because that horrible woman, Lois, who threw them at me and um, Alon making the parodies on scones all the time. Dory made excellent scones that were flavorful so and good. not dry. Thank you. So so uh, Alon brought over the homotage and we decided we'll go out to eat for dinner first. And I said, let's go to the Isle of Capri. Remember, ah, Dory, I took you there? Yes. Because what do they have there? Chicken parm. That's parm. right. So I say, because he, he has dietary restrictions in the sense that he keeps kosher. I don't know if you call that dietary, but the religious yes. uh, restrictions. So I wasn't sure what he could eat, and um, but he says Italian is okay. So we went to the Isle of Capri, and where they have the best chicken parm, which they really do. Yeah, I got to say, really now that I've had... But he can't eat chicken parm. No, right? he can't eat chicken parm, but I will eat it. So sad. It is sad, because it was goddamn delicious. So he had salmon... And he was, I'm like, that's what you want? And he's like, it's good. Anyway, we get there. I order 
he orders uh, an appetizer of uh, something. I don't know what it was. And um, maybe tomatoes or something. I don't know. And I ordered baked clams. I can't help myself. I love it. And the chicken parm. And they never bought the baked clams. And I'm like, of course they didn't. Uh-oh. I've had a problem with this restaurant every time. This one guy who I think always waits on us. Like even though I went with my cousin, with Gary Eisenberg, or Eisenberger, and um, his sister, uh, beautiful Sherry. I'm pretty sure they forgot the baked clams again. Uh, they, 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 they're idiots. Uh, but you know what? I'm okay with that because I know this restaurant's stupid. Like except for their chicken parm. And so anyway, you're not going to believe this. I get the chicken parm. They've already messed up on the clams. And the guy's like, oh, oh no. You know, and he's trying to be nice. So it's okay. And I was like, can I get some cheese? And the waiter comes up and he goes, no. <laughs> and I'm talking about the Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Now the Parmesan cheese sitting on the hostess desk where we're sitting right by. It's a, a tin can or a, a silver can that I know is filled with cheese. And they're bringing it to everybody else. I'm watching other people get it in the ring. And he goes, no. And I'm like, what? No, you already have cheese. And I'm like, yeah. it's, he's talking about the, the parm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like on the cheese. And I'm like, you, you want more cheese? Yes. <laughs> why, why do I have to explain this to you? He goes, no. Nah. You already have cheese. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he, I don't think he spoke much English, but he said that. And I'm like, I don't, what? So you want more cheese? I'm like, why are you making me feel like a dick? There's no so, way you're the first person that's asked I, for it that. It's so weird. So then he comes, it's it's like all the waiters all of a sudden they're going, dude, you're fat. You gotta stop. You need this. Is I mean, it's this is the past five restaurants I've been to. That's crazy. So let's see if it happens today when we go out after. I'll order something crazy. <laughs> In fact, we should just take the hit on a price of something that I have to order something extra. We've got to figure out where we're going to go. Just to see if it happens. So we can't go to the Cheesecake Factory because they expect you to order a whole bunch of stuff. But we go to a place where we should go to a dietary place. We'll go to Stage House, yeah, even though like it sucks now. Stage House. Oh, yeah, that place isn't as good. Can we just go to the diner? Well, we're going to the diner for lunch. Oh, that's what I meant. Oh, I thought you meant after the show. Oh, either way, whatever. Wouldn't it be funny to just see if it happens? Like, right? I mean, how great would that be if we tried an experiment and it just is me? Like, they don't care what you guys do, but they're yeah, like, "Yeah, I say we try it, sir." Do you really think you should be eating this? <laughs> it's like, it's like it would be like a message from God. Like, I guess at this point, right? But again, with cheese, I don't know how bad that is. But um, it was weird that they wouldn't give it to me, and it was just I don't know how to handle this. That's weird. Yeah, what happened like, to the customers always right? Like usually restaurants do the other opposite thing where they like give you like everyone orders something and then it's huge and you're like, why did you tell me this could feed right. five people? But also, you know what I like to I like to where they keep putting on the cheese and then they have to get more. That's my favorite thing. Um, but I still like all that cheese and it doesn't I don't know what's going on. So that was really weird. And at least the bill was cheap because we didn't have any alcohol. So it was cheaper than when I took Billy to lunch. Uh, I still That's can. the catalyst of everything. Two burgers, uh, a lobster mac and cheese, $118. I can't wrap my head around that. Neither can we. Somebody uh, mentioned that we might have gotten the wrong bill, and I didn't have my oh. glasses, but I'm pretty sure I saw all the things we ordered. Well, did you go online and look at their menu? I did. Menu? Um, I mean, it semi-adds up. It's like, let's just say all of our stuff was $25, and that's 75 bucks. <laughs> cats on the table again um so it's all like 75 bucks i guess and then now i guess they charge us for a coke and a lemonade must be like five dollars a piece well that yeah i've seen that so i guess and also we added on fries and that was an add-on 
Okay, so I like guess ten, eleven dollars. Maybe three I guess. or four dollars. I don't know. Wow, that's so, horrible. Insane. I don't know. It was very uh, disappointing. Also, uh, I'd forgotten to tell everybody last week. I went to this coffee shop. I met my friend at a coffee shop up on the Upper East Side, and I'd never been this place on the up, on the Upper East Side. I met her right after work. Uh, it was called Papillon or something like that. And I'm like, okay. And she was late, so I ordered a coffee. And I'm like, um, oh, vanilla latte. And like, oh, we don't have flavors. What? Yeah. So just like drip. I mean, I they gave me a cappuccino, but they wouldn't. I couldn't get a mocha or a vanilla. They just gave me a regular. They, they don't have. I'm like, isn't this a specialty coffee shop? Yeah. What What's so special about it? What's the specialty? Uh, you know, we got we got scones. Is it like foreign? No. I'm confused. I mean, I mean, all the specialty coffee shops, they have all the yeah. pumps. Yeah, so many, I couldn't right? believe it. The syrups. I mean, the coffee was good, but I'm like, you know, they have all these, like I've told you, all these places have popped up in my neighborhood. All these really small independent places. And, I, and remember, they're charging $8 a cup of coffee, maybe a little more. What? And um, Oh, yeah, it's horrible. And That's right across crazy. the street from me, right across the street is a place called, I think, 787. It's a Puerto Rican-based company uh, of coffee. It was $8 a cup. I got a discount, so it was only 7 because I live in the neighborhood. How, how can they charge $8 what? for coffee? I don't know. That's they're all doing it because they can't afford the rents in my neighborhood. I mean, so why'd you open a coffee shop? I, that's the question. I don't know. It's weird. And is anybody going in there when you can just go to Dunkin' Donuts? I don't see anybody in there. Yeah, why I mean, would you? I mean, maybe there are sporadically, but it's never like crowded. And that's the thing. I feel bad almost going to Dunkin' Donuts every week, but you know, if they're going to suck, and I've also pointed out that they don't have pretty girls in there a lot, that would draw me in. The coffee shop or Dunkin' yeah, Donuts? The coffee shop. Yeah. If they had a pretty girl, remember the coffee shop in my building? Yeah. I like dated two of those girls because they were so pretty. I was like, that's what would bring me in, not to just date them. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like that happened at the Doggy Daycare Center when they changed it to a Doggy Daycare. Remember the girl was so pretty. I'm like, hey, it's like, do you have a pet you need? I'm like, no. How you doing? <laughs> hey, I live in the building. Do you have an animal? Nope. No. So, uh, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I just don't understand if I was owning a coffee shop and there was so much competition because four new ones opened on my block, That's just crazy. like the pizza places. I would put a pretty girl in there that would, or a pretty boy, <laughs> you know, I mean, either way, that would entice people to come in. It's but true. there's like all people that are like, eh, I don't know. There was one girl that was pretty one time, but it, it should, when you open it, it should be somebody really pretty. I agree with that. Or I, I mean, yes, that's just being sexist, I guess. But I did say a good-looking boy is just as good. <laughs> Uh-oh, um, she's going to swipe you. Yes, I know. I'm holding up my finger. She's got that, she's that arm really up. She's giving it to me good. Um, oh, so there's just one last thing I want to talk about, which was what I did on Saturday after Grammys. Um, I went, my friend Victoria cooked me dinner again because she has been watching this Julia Child stuff. She made her own French onion soup. Mm. It was fantastic. Wow. Have you ever attempted that, Dory? No. It, it's not. Soups aren't hard. I don't like hard. French onion soup, though. Soups are quite Well, you easy. only like white bread toasted <laughs> sometimes. I don't like onions, like big you like, don't like anything. pieces of onion. But you, you like chicken parm. Well, you like I everything. You're, but what, what do you have any foods that you do like? She likes salmon. You, See, yeah. but so does I like long. I like a lot of foods, but I also don't like a lot of foods. Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. But but wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to try some a homemade French onion soup? Yes, it, it was delicious. Sounds. And then awesome. she made this unbelievable chicken. I have I can't see with the cat on my nose, but <laughs> she made this unbelievable chicken. I I think it was called Imperial Chicken. It was fan, the sauce was unbelievable. 
and it was beautiful. It was perfectly cooked. Like what kind of sauce? I don't know. Lemon? I, I, was it no, white or red? Wh- it was white. White. But it were like a whitish brown. It was it was perfect. Mm, I'm hungry. And she also made crepe Suzettes. No way. Yes, with the orange butter. And I said, oh my God, our dad wouldn't let us eat these. He, our dad, me and Beth, mm-hmm. wouldn't. <laughs> he, I'm just staring at Dory because it's funny. Wouldn't He would make crepes for my mom on New Year's, right? He would make them on New Year's and he would make this orange butter and it sounded amazing, but he would not let us eat it. Now, mommy says that it was because there was Grand Marnier in it, but that should, the alcohol should steam off once it's cooked. Yeah, so, no, he's he never made enough to right, share. Right, enough to share, right. right. How and then, could you not make enough but to share? It wasn't he very us. good because the taste, the flavor of the rum or the whatever Grand Marnier was, I, I never liked it. Yeah, but you have so you to, tried but, it. but couldn't you just give us a couple of crepes that are beautiful little yep, pancakes nope. with the orange butter? Why can't you just do that? Your dad would do that, right, Dory? I would like to think anyone would do that. That's kind of messed <laughs> well, you up. didn't know our dad. Never share. <laughs> no, he never. That's where I get it from. I don't like to share with anybody. Hey, we'll get a couple of dishes. No. It's like, ah, I made all these cupcakes, but I, they're only for your mother. You guys well, that's what would happen all the time that's when there'd so be weird. a bake sale. Our mother would just make cupcakes. No, I mean, everybody's mother's done that. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, no, it's for the bake sale. But like, what? come on, man. But you're going to leave a couple. Right. Yeah, you know, Lisa Ullman came over my house once, the, the girl that uh, her boyfriend beat me up. Yeah. Remember when I was naked? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so she came over my house once to make chocolate chip cookies for everybody during Christmas for something. I don't remember why. Whether, oh, she was working at VH1 and she made a bunch of chocolate chip cookies, homemade chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, dude, do not be like my mother in this. If you do not... Give me a whole bunch of extra chocolate chip cookies. I want you out now. And um, she gave me a bunch. Which okay, that's I, good. But I had to tell her. I wasn't sure which way that story was going to go. Yeah, exactly. No, no. It's, uh, she did the right thing, and they were delicious. I don't know what made them different than getting them at the store, but they were really good, and I think I had a ton of them and made sure I had lots of milk. It's the only time I ever want milk. Oh, you know what I forgot to tell you yesterday is I came over late, and I had already eaten. But I looked in your refrigerator, and because it's stacked with stuff, because you know you're a family, um, and Dory cooked everything. I did. Well, I made a lot of stuff. It's not about what you cooked. It's just that the refrigerator and freezer is full of stuff that a bachelor or a person that lives in New York City doesn't have. You whether you have Costco or regular supermarkets, your stuff is full of stuff I can't buy. And all of a sudden, I see uh, there's a box of corn dogs. That's uh-huh, Billy. <laughs> I know it was for Billy, and I'm like, fuck. I think I'm going to have one. I'm already full. But if they have mustard, I want to have that. And I did. And it was delicious. Yeah, it's <laughs> really good. Yeah. And it was so easy to make. 50 seconds in the microwave. He just dipped it in the mu- I put the mustard in a cup. I didn't just dip it in the mustard. Well, this is what Billy eats every day when he's home. And I was like, oh, my God. They don't, the freezer. They do not have that where I live. Like a box of corn dogs. Well, they probably do, but it's probably like $25. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Was that a Costco brand? No, no that's, that's a regular supermarket. supermarket. Oh, uh, I did tell Rachel that your husband keeps buying you stuff from Costco and it drives <laughs> you crazy. And Rachel was dying because she has called me. I'm like, and why would he just give me something from Costco? It's always from Costco. I told him, please don't buy me a gift from Costco. It better not be from Costco. And he keeps doing it. And it's just so same. Funny. Same thing. It's these men that are obsessed with Costco. And I totally get it. Because I've been to Costco, you've bought me in there a couple times, and it is exciting. I just wish I lived in a place 
where I could fill my house with Costco products all the time. There is, I don't know why it's a manly place, but men love it. It's fun in there. So that's why they only have Kirkland products at their house. You know? <laughs> that's great. And I hate Kirkland paper towels or toilet paper. Yeah. You got to stick to the real ones yeah. when it comes to that. All their full, the whole house filled with Kirkland products. It's so funny, and she hates it. And you won't stop. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, it's not funny at all. <laughs> no, it's not it's funny. funny. <laughs> no. He's trying to get his notes, but the cat's sitting on them. <laughs> I'm doing it really delicately, but I just want to see if I covered everything. Because <laughs> then I'm like, I get so angry when, I'm, oh crap, I forgot to talk about that, and it was really important for next week. Where there's nothing important. Come here, kitty. Week. Yeah, that'll work. Totally just, worked. Wait, uh, no, it didn't. Swipe me. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a nice night, and I drove home, and um, then I had to. Then I had. I was hungover the next day. I remember it was a tough day. Too much wine, or other. Oh, stuff? we had two martinis as well. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but always a good time. I love going down the shore, and I wouldn't mind living there. I think, kind of done with the city. As I pointed out, but then I'd have to rename my podcast <laughs> the City of Long Branch, huh? <laughs> yeah, and that's some podcast you got there. Did Fox you see our new pet. shed? Because this is oh gonna, my god, no, I didn't. Your, that's your apartment. Oh, it is. Get kicked out. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're gonna put a little insulation in there. Yeah, because that other gonna shed be was... living in the shed. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm all in. There you go. It'll be like building the room over the garage for Joey. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. You can change the name of your podcast, Just Cow in the Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> oh man, um, thanks to you guys for um, you know joining me today. It's um, this was so much fun. I was really glad that you wanted to do it. Obviously, I always record on Friday, so recording from your house. I had to bring out all this old equipment. I haven't, you know, I had to put all this stuff together, and I think there's an easier way to do it. I have all these wired in the board and everything, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be able to work, but. I guess it worked okay, right? I guess you'll find out. Well, Beth's got her play tonight, which you can't come to because it'll be over by the time this comes out. Uh, nor would you probably want to see a middle school production of Peter Nobody Pan. Nobody should no. want that. Um, and Dory is going to continue her foray into dentistry and orthodonture. I don't, again, I still stick by you should just become a dentist. Uh, but if you want to become an orthodontist, then so be it. Yeah, is there anything you guys want to say before we uh, cut out? I'd like to... No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, I <laughs> Wouldn't want that to be funny if she like, kept going? <laughs> Talk about Rutgers losing power, about yeah. how my school's lost power a bunch of times, and then we have to send all the patients home, or the internet doesn't work, and then we can't see any patients, and it happens all the time. Sorry, everybody. She cut out. The cat also chewed through the wires again. Um, the water main break. In the yeah, I know. I, I heard about it. I was worried about you. Like you got caught. In, I mean, Dory, I don't know whether I told you guys. You know, I think I told you a long time ago. Dory got caught in her car. She almost died because there's new fangled flash floods that didn't happen when we were kids. She's sitting in her car and it just filled with water. Like, and she just barely got out, right? Yeah, I had to climb out the window. <laughs> That is so messed up. I can't even imagine. Because well, like, luckily, it was still able to open. Even so, because it just stopped working. it just rose that fast. The water yeah. from the rain. Yeah, <sighs> it was Hurricane Ida. Yeah, no, I know. It's just why are we driving around then? 
Because I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Oh. <laughs> she went kickboxing, and oh. she's like, oh, I'll you know just go often home. often they say flood warning? Like, it's like the boy who cried wolf. They're always like, oh, flush flood warning, and it never is. And then this one time, it actually but was. But doesn't that tell you that keeping in shape isn't worth it? <laughs> that you might as well just put extra cheese on your chicken parm and just live a little? Yeah, pretty much. That's definitely the Isn't that the, the message? Story. That was a good call back, David. <laughs> Thank you. And on that note, everybody, I had such a lovely time talking to you today. This was a great time. And I am looking forward to joining you next week. Don't forget, the Tuesday show this week will still be virtual. And on Billy Joel, what do we have coming up? Uh, another wrap-up of something? Or is it an actual song? I can't remember. I think Until the Night. I think Uptown we start girl. the use. That's in two weeks. Uptown Girl. Uh, so, yes, join us for that. And otherwise, we'll see you next time on Just Gale the City. Get out, everybody. Nothing much to offer There's nothing much to take I'm an absolute beginner But I'm absolutely sane Long as we're together The rest can go to hell